Hello and welcome to So You Want to Be on the Radio. If you want to be on the radio, if somebody's ever told you that you have a great voice, or if you just have an interest in doing something on the radio, you've come to the right place. My name is Byron Valentine. I've been a broadcaster for most of my adult life, and I'm here to teach you the tips and tricks for how to sound like a real broadcaster on the air and how to be able to walk into a radio station and use the terminology that broadcasters use without embarrassing yourself by saying, what's that blinky light or what's that little knob over there? Stay tuned and stay here, and we'll tell you more in just a moment. Okay, before we get started, we want to say something about our music and sound effects that open the show. Uh, It is from freesound.org. I'm not getting anything for that, but uh, they did uh, provide all of that under a Creative Commons license, and all we have to do is just mention it in order to be able to use it for free, so we appreciate being able to do that. That's freesound.org in case you're interested in using it yourself. Okay, the first thing that you would see when you go into a radio studio is a console that has sliders and buttons and blinky lights on it and meters. First of all, we would call the console a board, and the sliders would be called POTS. POTS are short for potentiometers. Therefore, you're able to control the volume without having to call them volume controls. So we call it a POT. In a similar way, there is a button to turn everything on and to turn everything off. Not all at once, but one thing at a time. To turn a microphone on, or to turn a CD player on, or to turn on a remote, uh, you would key them. Key comes from the age of telegraphy when a telegraph key was pressed down and closed a circuit and made a beep. Uh, Now it doesn't make a beep, it opens up a microphone or opens up another source, but it's still called keying. So when you key a pot, as you would say, that's basically turning it on. That's another little bit of terminology that you would find in a radio station. If someone goes in and says, key your mic, uh, you'd know what they're talking about. You don't take out your car keys and start scraping it. So now you've keyed your mic and you've potted up. There's another term for you, potted up, which means turning up your pot. And it's time to talk. 
But how do you know if you're loud enough, if your pot is turned up far enough, if you're going to do it right? Well, there goes our third term, meters. Meters stand, in this case, for VU meters. VU meters are the devices that are on the board that you can find out how loudly you're speaking or how loudly your source material is going out over the air. And there is a place on that meter that is the sweet spot. It is called zero. On the zero, it is right between the black and the red parts of an analog meter or between the green and the red parts of a digital display. And that tells you that you're in the right place. Now, it's not humanly possible to be in the right place all the time, but as long as you're averaging around there, you're doing well. You're working at the full capability of the equipment and putting out a good sound. So, you know now pot, key, and meter, and board. So those four terms get you good and well started. Everything else you can just kind of point at and say, what's that? But we'll explain that to you in a little bit as well. I got started in radio at 19. I was just a kid and just kind of interested. People came up to me and said, hey, you got a great voice. You ever thought of being on the radio? In fact, people still tell me that. And so I thought, well, that might be fun. I've heard people on the radio all my life. I've watched television. I liked the announcers and how they sounded so authoritative or so much fun. And I thought, eh, I'd never be able to do that. But uh, the opportunity came to me, and I took that opportunity, and I found that uh, I was around people who had been broadcasting for a long time, and they were all too willing to help share what they knew with me. And so that makes me want to share what I know with you. A couple of the people that I worked with had started in radio back in the late 40s when radio had turned from what television is now to what radio is now. And they were the people who basically invented the idea of the disc jockey, of the personality of the person who sold his own commercials and talked between the records. This was all new stuff in those days, and they created it all. They got a chance to meet people like Hank Williams and Elvis and Janis Joplin and many, many more, and told stories about that all. One was quite a character. He said, I started in radio back when it wasn't run by electricity, it was run by steam. And you had to have a fireman, and he kept shoveling coal into the back of the transmitter in order to keep you on the air. And it got so hot that you could barely touch the pots. And so on like that. Uh, we'll be a little more down-to-earth in our description, but we may have a few stories on the way to tell you as well. I've done just about everything that you can do in radio. I have been a disc jockey. I started in the middle of the night uh, talking between records and just trying out different things. Uh, I had an opportunity to work as a music director, as a program director, as a station manager, even tried a little bit of sales. Not very good at that, I have to admit. But in all of this experience, uh, the most fun part is just being on the radio. Even still, even after all these years, it's still fun to be able to sit in front of a microphone and just talk to people, and that's what we enjoy doing about radio. The reason we're doing it in a podcast is because radio has changed so much. You know, a lot of people are writing these days that radio is dead and gone. It's uh, being replaced by podcasts like this. It's being replaced by uh, digital choices and a million internet radio stations. Uh, 
But you know, uh, radio has adapted pretty well. Uh, it was going to be the end of radio when talking movies came out. It was going to be the end of radio when the first televisions came out. It was going to be the end of radio when color TV came along. And now it's going to be the end of radio now that the internet is here. All of these things have happened, and radio is still here, and people are still interested in it. Something I read recently said that despite all of the competition, it has still 90% of the population of the United States listens to the radio sometime during the week. And radio stations are still pretty popular. The changes that have happened make it a little more difficult for people to get on the radio. When I first started, there were 18 radio stations in my market, and once you started applying for a job, there were others that heard about it, and they would ask if you wanted to work for them. And so there was always plenty of choices. There were, every radio station was owned by different people. We had mom and pop kind of businesses in those days. These days, much of radio is corporate, and when things become corporate, the money that they borrow in order to finance their takeovers has to come from somewhere and sadly much of it has come from people who used to work there. There are more computers than there used to be in the radio business and the nature of announcing has changed quite a bit. Rather than sit between turntables and do a live show overnight as I used to do, we can do the same thing now using a computer and doing something called voice tracking. Voice tracking is where we just announce the music and then have the computer combine it together later and then it sounds like we're there but we're not. It saves a lot of time, it saves a lot of labor, it allows people who are full-time workers to do other things with the rest of their time rather than wait for a record to end or wait for a network program to go off. But at the same time it takes away some of the energy, it takes away some of the enjoyment of doing radio live. But it does make time for other duties to be done and allows somebody like me who's in management now to still be able to do a record program where I would normally not have the time to do it. What that means for you is of course the market is a lot more competitive where radio stations used to look for people now you have to kind of look around and you have to have something to sell when you go to a radio station you can't just say I've always wanted to be on the radio you have to show that you know a little something about it first and that's what we hope that we can help you out with here we hope you can join us next time when we're going to be talking about microphones, how to select one, what kinds are used in radio stations, and the proper way to use a microphone where you can get the best results and sound your best. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at electricpod, that's one word, electricpod at aol.com. We hope to hear from you, and we hope that you'll be here next time when we do another So You Want to Be on the Radio. Don't go far.